People of Payne County, Oklahoma, you have tuned in to another episode of Pastors of Payne County. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church at 711 North Country Club Road. I'm joined here by my housemate and future housemate. And currently caffeinated. Uh, he's Yeah, he's all, he's all revved up. Father Kerry Wakulich of St. John Catholic Student Center on the campus of Oklahoma State University. Uh, you had the bishop here a couple weeks ago. And we had some K-State fans. What was the occasion of the bishop oh, coming? Oh, the, uh, the bishop? Yeah. Uh, bishop David Gondola, he just uh, he stops in occasionally. I'll send out an invite to him, and I'm like, Bishop, I'd like you to come to uh, Stillwater to celebrate Mass for the good people of God out here. And he said, And Fine. he says, well, it is my church. And I'm like, yeah, right, I'll it is your church. i whenever I want. And so he uh, he comes on out. I give him a couple dates. Boom, he shows up. He's coming to uh, St. Francis Xavier February the 2nd. Where? What's St. Francis Xavier? Who's February that? Who dat? the 2nd. Who dat? Also May 2nd, which is confirmation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very exciting, and then yeah, this and then last last weekend we had uh, yeah a lot of Kansas State fans. Yeah, yeah, um, we had Father Gail Hammerschmidt down who who basically roasted me during his homily. I his heard sermon. it. I actually listened to it. Did you? I follow him on Facebook, so he posts his homilies every mm-hmm. week, and I don't listen to him every week. Sorry, Father Gail. Uh, I've never listened one, to his homilies. I was I was particularly interested. It came <laughs> up on my Facebook timeline, and I thought, all right, I'll give I'll give Father Gail a shot here. And he went uh, yeah, about 12 minutes or so, uh, several of which were roasts. On, roasts, uh, roasts on me. Well, that's what happens when you lose at football. All in a spirit of brotherhood. So I, we, were, we were 0-2. Was he angry? We were 0-2 against K-State he's when they rolled into town. Elf. He's, an, he's an angry elf. <laughs> he was an, uh, and the last time they were here, I had, uh, it was Advent. And so the Advent vestment oh, I have purple. is purple. With silver trim. So Father Gail Hammerschmidt, if you don't know, is the, oh, yeah. he's the Father Carey equivalent at Kansas State He's University. the pastor of St. Isidore's yes, in Manhattan. Manhattan. So he came down because you guys went to seminary together and he stayed on our couch. Another reason why we need a bigger <laughs> rectory. We had two priests. There were No, there were five guys. Five priests, five in, priests a, in a house built for... Two and a half. One and a half. I don't know. <laughs> it's a family home. I made sure that they used Father Carey's bathroom. <laughs> Yes. And that Father Carey did the laundry. I burned the sheets afterwards. I didn't want their case-statedness touching anything. But anyway, it was a good weekend. And, then, and a lot of them, I was very impressed. So all you can't, if you're listening from Manhattan. They're not. The, they're not. They're no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then moving on. No. The, they came over, uh, several of them were at Mass, both the Saturday morning Mass and then also Sunday Mass. And then a bunch of them came over to do a holy hour at St. Francis Xavier on Saturday uh, Saturday morning. morning. Right, they were praying for a win, but we oh. had started our novena. Ah. Uh, our novena, we had started the week before, so we were already way ahead. See, of their them. head coach is Catholic. Only our offensive coordinator is Catholic. So you'd think that they would have won. Is there a hierarchy to that? Yeah, the head coach. Were they both D2 coaches? Because uh, Gleason came from where? Princeton. Is that a D2 school? Uh, is it D1? They're D, yeah. D2 a D two and one, a half? One, one, whatever they call it. 1.6? They're D one. I have to. I've get some clarification on that. But then the Kansas State coach came from North Dakota State, where he had like won like. Oh nine, yeah, yeah, nine. yeah. He's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an awesome. He like so, lost in years. But anyway, it was a fun weekend, and of course, a lot of people in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. We we started this now Saturday morning mass on game days, uh, and it's there's a little a little uh, a little crowd. Nice developing. I was very. Was that pleased. a subtle? Was that a subtle plug for your Saturday game day mass? 
Well, yeah, so you, everyone's you have, welcome. So, so we we bookend the whole day in the in the good life of God. So Saturday morning they bookend. have mass at St. Francis Xavier, and then after the game we have mass at St. John. Or so before people just the game. or before the game depends, just depends. on the time of the game. Catholicpokes.com will give yeah, you all the out. information. Check it out. Check it out. It was it was a really good gospel. What I really what I loved about the gospel uh, for that game weekend was this. There were two people, two characters that Jesus presents in his parable from Luke. Luke 16. Yeah. One was Lazarus, the poor man, whose name is like God helps. And he was laying there. And then... The dogs would lick his sores. uh I mean, the guy had a terrible life. But I want to just emphasize the other guy. The other guy was considered evil and was banished to hell. And he wore purple. Any coincidence? Dun, dun. There it is. <laughs> That's there the weekend is. of K State football Take that, game. K State. Uh huh. You also scored fewer points than us, and got banished to hell because you're wearing. Purple. And got knocked out of the top twenty-five, and we moved into the top twenty-five. Did we really? Yeah, number twenty-one. Oh, for that. Go post. Well, let's keep it up. Here we go. So, uh, what I found to so the gospel last week, uh, I told my people Saturday night and Sunday morning, um, if this gospel does not make you squirm a little your conscience needs some work Uh uh-huh so the rich man the unnamed rich man that's interesting he has no name isn't that interesting yeah he's usually the it's the king or the yeah who has a name and it's the poor who don't have and don't have a name are nameless yeah there's this the the wealthy guy all everybody knows because like he owns a big company he's He's the wealthiest dude in town lots of employees that's interesting because you know the 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 story of the prodigal son, which was in Luke's gospel, just a couple Chapter weeks prior, has yep. the name of the father, and he has a name, father. Oh, that's and, his name. Yeah, he has his awesome name, the father, and he's supposed to model that image is God the Father, who's always looking for us, always waiting on his children to return, and now we have ready just to welcome us, the rich, the rich man. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's a it's a. It's a squirmy. Go read Luke sixteen if you if you haven't lately. Man, it's 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 killer. Because what it what it show what it, it gets to and what it, my my challenge in my, my homily you can go and listen, look at our Facebook page and listen to it. And it was basically um, we cannot as good as our charity is uh, in terms of our institutions. You know, the Catholic Church is the most charitable institution in the world. All right. And I say that not to pat ourselves on the back, but it's it's a reality, right? And we're obviously not perfect at it. We got more to do, but a lot of times in our charity, we can hide behind an institution, uh, and we can say, "No, I do a lot for the poor because I wrote a check. I put it in the and writing, and, and and it's not to downplay the writing of a check. We have to have right. We say no no money, no mission, right? Correct. I mean, it's yeah. You gotta have you gotta have money to run, you know. And we're we're both experiencing this in our in our parishes. You gotta have money to pay, you gotta pay people. You gotta pay people a just wage, and then it just takes money to to keep the lights on and do things, and it does to do charitable work. But a lot of times we can hide behind the institution, and then and then and never really encounter someone in need. Is that why Pope Francis took away the guy's desk from his office? Yeah. Was, so this is actually what's, this it, is a what's, great his, story. what's his name? The, he's called. I don't know. I don't know his like na- his. The title is like he's the papal almoner. Almoner, like give money away. The giver of alms. <laughs> so this 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 position has been in place for centuries, and that is, you know, the Pope is a uh, the head of a church of a billion people. He's got a lot going on. <laughs> really? So he he is not always able to meet the needs of you know of every person that comes mm-hmm. to the door. 
So he designates a person, uh, a priest, um, and in, that, in this case, it's now the guy's an archbishop, and he is the papal almoner, which means he is the kind of the pope's representative to to those in immediate need who come to the door of the of the Vatican. And so the almoner, uh, one of the first things that Pope Francis did, he appointed him, and then took away his desk. <laughs> Says your desk is out on the streets. Yeah. Yeah, your office is out there with the people of God. And that's what he does. I mean, that's what he does all day. He walks the street. He is out out and about, and especially in the areas around the Vatican, but will also go to kind of the slums of Rome and... And uh, I heard he crawled down a he crawled down a manhole and turned electricity yeah, bar oh back on the building. Oh my gosh, great! Yeah, there was this a building in Rome that was uh, I don't know all the circumstances, but uh, they hadn't paid their bill or something. Anyway, so the but power refugees company, refugees were right, living in it. right. So the power company comes in, they're going to shut the power off, and the papal almoner, you know, a Catholic archbishop, like climbed down into a manhole in his clerics and turned on the power. It's like dang. How did he know where it was? Well, I guess Italy just puts everything right there. So in case... It's just that big switch. (laughs) Big giant switch that says power. Well, so we, uh, you know, uh, it it really, it gets us to kind of in our own community here. And I know we have a lot of people who listen who aren't in Stillwater or aren't in Payne County. But our show is is mainly for for the people of Payne County. But I think this applies wherever you live. And that is, um, you know, how how do we help those who are poor? Um, So the rich man didn't. He stepped over this poor man, day after day after day, and went and went to hell. Yeah, that is bone-crushing. So read, read Luke 16, and then read uh, Matthew 25. If you don't help the poor, if we don't help the poor, if I don't help the poor, how will you be— Hell. At the end of our lives, oh. how will we be judged? I was, I was hungry. And you— Did you give me food? Thirsty, naked, in prison— sick and that's how we're going to be judged dang <laughs> oh dang. no so it gets to kind of how do we help the poor so what you know one that we've been working on this initiative and actually we're, we're very excited about it um this weekend is across the diocese is the uh catholic charities of eastern oklahoma annual appeal correct so we actually have deacon kevin sartorius who's the executive director of catholic charities he's coming to saint francis xavier for all the masses uh, we had an open house Friday, uh, this last Friday, uh, from four to six, and you know, and a lot of people came. A lot of people came to 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 be there. And it is an institution. What we're doing at the old St. Francis Xavier Church at six hundred one Southwest Street is we're doing GED. Hmm. Um, we're helping people um, finish their high school diplomas in English and Spanish, and it's going very well. We have twenty students, and we're and we're off and running. We got great volunteers. Um, but it takes a lot of money to 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 run that. Correct. Um, but but what I've been so impressed with since I moved to Stillwater almost two years ago now, one of the things I tried to do when I first got here was just to go and visit the social service agencies, right? And so you look around, and it's it's an impressive. I mean, for our little for our little community here, Wings of Hope, our daily Wings bread. of Hope that helps you know especially women in in um, domestic violence situations, mm-hmm. um, our daily bread. Um, run by a wonderful woman named Becky Taylor. Uh, th- the work that they do is amazing. Yeah, and the McKnight Center is like, they're having their benefit there? They did, they had it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was last it last week? week? Last week, yeah. Um, you know, so they're they're helping people with, with kind of individual needs, especially with food, you know, and um, the the number, you know, Payne County Youth Services, Birthright is one that's, in, especially in the Catholic community, is helping 
um, women in crisis pregnancy and helping women after the birth of their child with diapers and supplies and right. Uh, so Mission of Hope. I mean, there's so many wonderful organizations. A lot of the other Christian churches. So as you went around and saw all this, you said, okay, like, where's, what's missing? Is that what you did? That was the goal. So so Catholic Charities of Eastern Oklahoma, which is headquartered in Tulsa, but has, you know... Correct. Satellite Trying campuses. to serve, yeah, and, including now here in Stillwater. They went to these organizations, and the goal was, what what's not being done? Right? We don't want to... The Catholics, we don't want to start a food distribution center. We like already our have, daily bread. No, we already have one. one. No our need daily to bread. compete. It's let's, awesome. Let's support our daily bread, which we do as a parish, financially support them, and then have t- kind of teams of volunteers that go over there, and it's awesome. So what was missing? So what we heard back was there were two, two things that Catholic Charities, uh, gaps that Catholic Charities could fill. One we felt very qualified to do, which is what we, which is what we jumped on. GED. Um, which is this high school equivalency. Um, and especially doing it also in Spanish. Um, so for a lot of our Spanish speakers, a lot of whom are Catholic, and, we're, and you, anybody can come. You don't have to be Catholic to come. Uh, helping people finish their high school diploma. And then the next step is once they get their GED, our goal is then to help them get not only not only high school educated, but then job ready for okay. for some career. And maybe they already have a job, but we're going to help them try to find a better job to to help support themselves and their family. Maybe they don't have a job at all, and we're going to help them. Part, so partnering with other um, agencies around the around the city to be able to wow. to do that. So the other, this is very interesting, and, and something we're not really qualified or not not able to <coughs> tackle. The other big issue, and I think this is true everywhere, and that's mental health. Oh, yes. That so much of poverty is tied in with mental health. With mental health, and and I I don't I don't have an answer for that, and I don't know that anybody does, and I think it's why it's such a big problem, certainly in Oklahoma, but all over the state. I mean, you see it on campus too. Correct. Uh, even I mean, these are co- you know students moving towards a college degree, graduate students, but there's some mental health anxiety, issues depression, PTSD that make yeah, life bipolar, schizophrenia yes, that make life very very difficult. Um, so anyway, we we chose not to tackle that only because it's not our it's not yeah, in our wheelhouse. Not, right now. Yeah, not our area of expertise. And maybe, maybe some maybe, maybe somebody else will step up and do something right. about the right. the mental health. And I think you know, Stillwater Medical Center. I think it's on their radar, and they're 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 making some inroads. But even you know, re- just recently, I had a, um, a a couple folks who came in and 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 tried to recommend them to some local counselors. And what we're getting back from a lot of the counselors is that they're not taking any new patients because they're full. What? Okay, um, so there's this d- anyway high high demand which we're not able to to tackle. But anyway, back to poverty, right? Yes. So Payne County, Oklahoma. If you didn't know this, there's 77 counties in Oklahoma. Payne County, Oklahoma, is the fourth poorest county in Oklahoma. Whoa, fourth, fourth poorest. So you wouldn't think, right? We got a university. We can't be we can't be that poor. But we are. The poverty rate. And you got Cushing. Cushing's in Payne County, too. It is, yeah. And Cushing, there's like billions of dollars of money that goes through that a day in oil and gas. Right. And you think, wow, this would, this would be the number one richest. But basically about one out of four people in Payne County lives um, at or below the poverty line. Wow. So we got work to do institutionally. But then, really, the gospel challenge is the one-on-one helping and looking somebody in the eye. I know you, you sent some students recently to... Oklahoma City. Yeah. You, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna loop back and you I'm loop, gonna, loop away. 
that that was a tape player I was playing, not my own voice. Uh, you know, we send students out on mission trips, and I think one of the things you you, you kind of honed in on was the the people who um, you know maybe wealthy and are just putting money into the collection. And this is actually really cool that. As students, when we go out on mission trips, like we went to Peru this past year, the Dominican Republic, and to Denver to Christ in the City, that they would write a letter to their dentist and say, I would like to go on mission trip. Dentist can't go on mission trip because dentist works a lot of hours. And so a kid one time got a letter that said, I dream of going on mission trips. Please go and come back and tell me the good work you're doing. Hopefully one day when I retire, I can go too. Oh. And so some people go on mission and some people send people on mission. So one of the really cool things about mission trips over spring break is that St. John's doesn't fund them. We don't organize them. We have student leaders. You don't have any money. <laughs> we don't have any money because you took it all. Uh, I didn't. No, I'm just kidding. The, the, we send students out on mission. So this year we sent students to Peru, the Dominican Republic, and uh, on a mission trip to uh, to Christ in the City in uh, Denver, Colorado. And so students came back from those mission trips and said, well, what can we do? So they started this thing called Christ in Oklahoma City. That's convenient. That's convenient. And where the idea kind of spawned from was, remember uh, Father Michael Pratt? Father Michael Pratt is our vocation director of the Diocese of Tulsa. Stillwater native. Stillwater native, uh, Stillwater High School graduate, beta at OSU, Father Michael Pratt. For a couple years. Okay. Until he went to seminary. So what, you know what he did this past year? He has a great love for the poor. He sent two students out, uh, sorry, two seminarians out. Remember that? as almoners. He would send them out under the bridges uh, and like byways and areas of Tulsa to just go meet the poor where they are. And a lot of times it was just having a cup of coffee with, a, with somebody. You know, on one occasion, a guy got his tent stolen, so they bought a guy a tent. Aww. They bought somebody like some work gloves because they didn't like, they didn't have things. Michael Martin, who is a well, who wrestled at OSU, he was one of those kids converted to Catholicism yeah. at OSU. Well, he got baptized, so he w- he was baptized at, at St. John in Stillwater, wrestled at OSU, and then taught at Perkins High School. Perkins Ta- trying. Taught biology, taught biology at, um, at Stillwater High School and then uh, went to seminary for the Diocese of Tulsa. So this past summer, him and one of the other seminarians. There were several, I think five of them. Were all yeah. almoners in downtown Tulsa and kind of the, around the jail and just meeting the needs of the poor. The bus station. Yeah. And one of, you know, one of the fears, I think, with, with some people is that when you're going to be taken advantage of. Like you go downtown and you don't know who's poor. You don't know who's just like hanging out. You know, people by the side of the road who may be just like lazy or something like that. Or you just look at me like, I'm not going to give money to that person. They're probably going to buy drugs with it. So we don't we don't know what we're going to do. But what we do know is that we're going to be generous to them and show them some love. Because, you know, maybe maybe they are some sort of trickster. And during our conversation with them, there's going to be this transformation that takes place of our charity to them. Because we don't know if they're a trickster. We don't know if they're poor. We don't know if they have mental illness until you, like, go and, like, talk to them. Well, and I think there's a legitimate, you know, I, I think a le- you, I, I know a woman who's a, like a homeless advocate in, an advocate for the homeless, I should say, in Tulsa. Um, and she would say, she's a nurse, and she, and she said, she has said to me numerous times, like, do not give money to somebody on the corner 
asking for money. Um, do not do not give them money. And I thought, okay, and and I have, and I and I probably yeah. will continue to if I you know if I feel that if I if I want to. Um, and, and what she's saying is, you know, a lot of times that money is is just you're you're just helping their whatever their their bad habit is, drugs or alcohol. Um, okay, so maybe you're not comfortable giving them money. And this is something I saw as a little kid. I saw my my parents do a lot, and that was there'd be somebody on the side of the road. Um, my parents would like roll down the window and say like. What do you have a favorite like restaurant, or do you have a favorite place to eat? You know, and a lot of times it was McDonald's, it was Wendy's, it was correct, something like that. Correct. And they would say, "Okay, are you going to be here in you know in twenty minutes?" Okay, and they would drive and go to the McDonald's drive-through and get with the person whatever they wanted and bring it back and, and hand it to them. Whoa! All right, so you're not helping, you're not giving them cash, but you are you are helping them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, I know you have a big thing on on like on people's names. Yes. Well, you know? That's the difference. It, that's you know, that Luke 16. Yeah, Luke 16. The rich man's name is never spoken. No one knows his name. But in a way, he's rich and powerful. Everybody should know his name. But he's, no, he's nameless. But Lazarus, I, I think it means God helps or the helped by God. He's got a name. And so when we, one, one of the things I think we found out in mission trips and in Christ in the city and going down, we sent, I don't know, 25 students, 30 students down, and they went down to Christ in Oklahoma City. They went down there, yeah. and what did they do? They talked to people, but they got a lot of names. A name, a name has power. My you mom know, always says a person's name is their favorite word. It is. That's why I remind people, like with the commandments, like have you used God's name as a word of profanity? Because the name of God has power. You can, when you say his name. At the name, name of Jesus, every knee will bend in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth. That yes, sir. Proclaim to the glory of, of God, God the, the Father, Father that Jesus Christ, Christ is Lord. Lord. Yes, I love that. See? That's the, one of my the name of Jesus. I say, I say that to people like in, you're in, when you're in a moment of temptation. Um, just, yeah, the name of Jesus. The holy name like, of Jesus. Yes, will we'll, we'll do wonders. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bend. Drives demons away. Okay, so when we sent students down, they got people's names, and they just talked to them. It was incredible to hear about their experience going down and doing that, uh, going down into Oklahoma City. And, they're, you know, Christ the King in Tulsa does that. They do, what is it called, Stars Under the Bridge or Moonlight? Under the, under the Bridge. Under the Bridge where they wash people's feet and cut their hair, uh-huh. and they help them with basic dental needs uh-huh. and stuff like that. Well, what do they do? They get their names. And there's a great need to just do that. Like if you're pulling up to an intersection, we used to do this in Denver on Spear going up uh, right through the center of Denver. It goes from, it basically goes from the wealthiest part of town uh, up into what's called the Highlands. And along that is just homeless by the hundreds. I'm not talking dozens. There are homeless that are just living in Cherry Creek. Mm. And, and you would see all kinds of people there. But we didn't have any money. We're broke seminarians. We got a $200 a month stipend to pay for all our needs. And you'd see people at the intersection and you'd say, what's your name? And they'd say, my name is so-and-so. And we're all in our clerics and minivans driving from our parish houses to the seminary. And you just say, what, do, what can we pray for you for? Mm-hmm. What, what do you need? Beautiful. And some people would say, I don't need anything. And others would say, yes, I want you to pray for my family who I've done wrong or i want you to pray uh for a friend of mine who is in worse shape than i'm in 
You know, we do that here with uh, we have this this thing called the Mother Teresa Ministry, which is a nice partnership between your parish and mine. Uh-huh. And that is the the funding is coming from uh, St. Francis Xavier. Uh, most of the people who are volunteering it are from St. Francis Xavier, but it's run out of St. John's. Uh, and basically helping people with, with gas and groceries. Gas and groceries. Correct. So people call the number. We set up an appointment. They come. So one of the things that we're doing, I don't know if we've been doing this all along or if this is a recent thing, but that is um, while they're there, okay, we're gonna, they're coming for to get a check or a grocery voucher, you know, but but our, our volunteers are saying, you know, what's going on in your life? Is there anything that we can pray for? And they're writing it down, and then those they give those to me. Uh, and then I, I, I have them. I usually will have them like on my person while I celebrate Mass. Um, and the stories, I mean, are heart-wrenching. This, my, this person is in jail. My wife has, you know, diabetes. My, I mean, all Correct. of these sort of health problems, mental health, um, jail, you know, legal kind of issues. And it's heartbreaking. But I love that it's, we're not just sort of handing, okay, here, here's a gas voucher. Now go away. Correct. It's a real yes, interaction. Yeah. Between two human beings, both created by God, um, one who's just going through a really tough time in life. Right. I, I That Sunday of the rich man and Lazarus, I told college students, I said, your job is to find the people. Because Mother Teresa had this. It, it's from uh, her book, A Simple Path. And I don't know if you've ever read The Simple Path. You ever read it? You ever seen it? I guess not. You're putting me on the spot of like uh, okay, an awesome a, book I haven't read. I'm going to give you this line. From Is this, this like the love them anyway thing? Uh, here, here, here's her, her line. The greatest disease in the West today is not oh. tuberculosis or leprosy. It is being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for. We can cure physical disease with medicine, but the only cure for loneliness, despair, and hopelessness is love. There are many in the world who are dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love. The poverty in the West is a different kind of poverty. It is not only a poverty of loneliness, but also of spirituality. There's a hunger for love as there is a hunger for God. So I, I, wow. I used that line in my homily uh, that last Sunday just to talk to the students like, we are we're in the midst of this culture of loneliness, this hunger for for love, for hunger for interaction with the other. So feed other people f- with your words, with your eyeballs. Just look at them. Don't don't look at them on a screen. You know, you look at them on a screen. Well, that's the lonely people, the Snapchat stories, the Instagram people you're following. Those people are your lonely lonely friends who are hungering for friendship and to be known, heard, and seen, just like the poor on the streets. So you know what, kids? You're not going to see a lot of homeless people walking through campus, but you're going to see a lot of lonely people. So stop looking at them on the screen and look at them in the eyeballs. Yeah, look around your classroom and look around your dorm and fraternity, sorority, Mm -hmm. and around the parish. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. It's it, it's so important. I mean, Mother Teresa just nails it. So here's another another great Mother Teresa, and and I don't know that she said this, but it, it, I I saw it. It was it was written on the on the wall of one of the missionaries of charity homes. Okay. Um, and I think it, it goes well because I think sometimes I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, you know, I have I have a hard time sometimes trying to help people in need because I feel like I'm being taken advantage. Yeah, of. like yeah, at the, at the I, corner I, of the I, road. 
and so so this is the the I, I think attributed to Mother Teresa, but pro- but probably came from somebody else. But anyway, it says this: people are unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Love- <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I'll start over. People people are unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you are successful, you win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you will do, the good you do will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spent years mm. building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. People really need help, but may attack you if you help them. Help them anyway. Give the world the best you have and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you've got anyway. Lo me asiste. Yeah. You did it to me. Yeah. So I think the, the idea, you know, I mean, again, please, please, please fi- financially support everything we're doing. Our parishes, this Catholic Charities Initiative, Mother Teresa Ministry, I mean, all this Christ in the City you were talking about, Focus yes. Missionaries, support all of that. We need no money, no mission. Um, it can't just be that, though. Let's, so we got to find ways um, to really encounter people. Mm-hmm. This is the Pope Francis, kind of the culture of encounter. Encuentro. Look people in the eye and know their name and do what you can to help them in the moment. And what, and what you can do to help them in the moment might simply be to, to spend time with them. Amen, brother. And don't forget your own families. Oh, that's the hardest. Charity begins at home. Mother Teresa, this is like a Mother Teresa episode. But anyway, she said, uh, if you don't know what to do uh, to change the world, go home and love your family. A simple path. That's all the time we have. We hope you have a great week, uh, and uh, we love you. God bless you. Bless you.